to enter the Elf Tree. I don't know why I said that. I don't know. That added some lyrics to our show for the very first time. <laughs> Ooh, Joe, you might want to uh, plug in your computer. Oh, that's... Uh, or else this show is going to be very, very short. That was a rookie mistake right that was, there. That was almost amateur hour. We were getting, counting down. I'm like, embarrassed. You know, the ball was dropping on, on amateur hours about to arrive. Ooh, there's no curtain for me to slowly <laughs> disappear the hook, behind. The hook's just yeah. coming from, from backstage. <laughs> oh, um, shit. Hi, Dare. Hi, Dare. I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And we're back, motherfuckers. We're back. Welcome to 2014. Or 15. Mm, Shit. Man. Joe is uh, Joe's a little blazed. Well, I'm blazing in the, the Joe, glory. Joe's of, a little high dare. I'm a little high dare. Um, yep. well. And this is our first show from uh, from this side of 2015, really. It is. I mean, we kind of dibbled our uh, dabbled our toe in it. I like dibbled. Dibbled. Yeah, dibbled. <laughs> we dibbled our toes. We dibbled our dibbles in uh, in it looks 2015's like, gravy. It's like, that sounds like the, like the way someone would describe someone with multiple chins. He's got a dibble tongue. Or a dibble, dibble <laughs> a tongue. Dibble, a dibble, dibble chin. A dibble chin. I guess that's a devil chin. <laughs> dibble chin. <laughs> yeah, that dude. really we, work on radio. We, we just, uh, yeah, we kicked off the new year with um, McCookin. Was the first? No, we we cooked off. Well, I guess so. I guess you're right. We Did you co- say we cooked off? Oh, fuck. I mean, We're I'm in a cookout I'm, right now. I'm pretty blazed too, though. Uh, so, well, that's good because I think for I've some got of the some things, excuses. Yeah, I think some of the because we, you know, when we were hanging out earlier, we had some pretty awesome conversation going. Oh, man, so. we did. We did. Uh, Only we to start- be interrupted by this stupid theme song. I know. We we <laughs> we kidding. started we started recording. We actually uh, decided we were gonna just uh, cement this moment in time. And yeah. uh, speaking of excuses, mm. we were actually just conversing about. Uh, about excuses to leave parties. That's uh, that's the subject yeah. I can remember about what we were talking about, and uh, it was it was, gosh, stemmed off the conversation we were having about humanity. Yeah, well, like you know, I was talking about you know when people get upset at you about yeah. or uh, you know upset about something that you did, even though you don't you didn't realize it. Yes, you know, like a lot right. of times, like I found myself um, a few times in my life where like I've I make friends with girls and I go out and have dinner with them and hang with them. And some people go, oh, you're dating them and all this stuff. Well, look, the reality yes, to I me is I'm hanging out. Like, I'm, I love being around them. They're great I'm people. Hanging out. But then there's like this, you know, there's the line of going, okay, well, are you going to step into a relationship thing? And then that's a right. whole different thing, which it's a whole different mindset. But that's something that's, gosh, it's so imposed on people a lot of the time. And it, it not even, not always actively either. It's, mm-hmm. it's, people are constantly being asked, are you seeing anybody? I mean, I've had, you know, when I went home, that was probably, well, no, actually it was the rarest of questions, but I was still taken aback oh. when, when people asked me, yeah. uh, I think my aunt asked me, uh, if I was seeing anybody. Aunts will always ask that question. I was just, Nosy I mean, ass my, bitches. My, <laughs> aunt Teresa, my aunt Teresa is cool as shit, but yeah, she, aunt did, she did ask. And I mean, she, uh, I was just like, I mean, 
Yeah. No, no. I that is the farthest thing from my mind at this moment. And she was like, "Good." I mean, she yeah. was. She was. She's always been very supportive. I I really enjoy my my aunt and uncle's company and and conversations I get to have with them from time to time. Yeah, it's nice to have those conversations about like being single. It's nice to talk to someone who's been married for a really long time about. Yeah. Uh, about being single is because they have like this different, like a lot of like my, well, the people that I run into that are newly married, I guess, younger in their marriage. So they're still kind of going through from what I'm perceiving is just kind of the hardest time of a marriage. pains. Yeah. Like you're, you're really learning who this person is that you have have committed yourself to. Two separate beings deciding to live in a house together and make decisions together. Cameron, my, my buddy Cameron and his wife, uh, dated for six years before they got engaged and then married. What's interesting. Yeah. You, you almost become like, um, well, you become like a company almost because everything that involves a marriage is it has to be documented. It has to be done the legal way to, for it to be legitimate. And then your banking Financial, and everything yeah. is, is totally put under one umbrella. So it becomes this business. You're viewed as an entity. Yeah. You. Oh, absolutely. Very much so. And if you separate, then that's a whole shebang, you Ooh, know? Shebang. No, but the, the point I was going to say, like leaving a party early, like we were talking about um, oh, expectations, yes. how people can put an expectation on you. But it's really their own issue. Like if, if I upset somebody or it's like in traffic, if, if you're driving and all of a sudden someone cuts you off, it's my choice to get upset about it. It's right. not because it's not their fault. They didn't, right. they may have triggered me to have to examine the way I'm about to behave. Right. And then that would open up a whole deeper set of man, thoughts, you know? So if it's only like people even had that thought more often. Oh like, man. Yeah. And if anybody had the foresight to in just like, you see it in movies that it happens all the time, like the the type of moment where somebody's like like Sherlock Holmes, for instance. He's yeah. like, this guy's punch is going to go this oh, way. Oh, the slow motion, yeah. But like he's figuring this out. So if more people think to themselves to examine how they're going to behave, I mean that, gosh, it would even save for it. a split second. I know for myself, if I take one more second before I react, I will most likely not react in the same way. And it's it's bizarre, but it it's it's been true. Oh man, dude, I used to get really terrible road rage. Like not Ooh. not like okay, there's so many levels of road rage. Now before you think I'm somebody who like would <laughs> follow someone around and be like, you motherfucker. Joe you know? had a shotgun no, dude. like under his seat. <laughs> I've never no, I do not own a gun. Um However, I do not think people should not own guns. I just don't own a gun. Um, but uh, no, dude, like I used to get just triggered quickly. Like, yeah. like if somebody would cut me off, I would just, fuck, you know, I'd yell. I would say fuck in my car. And yeah. then one day I was like, oh my God, like if some, cause I saw other people do it. Like when you see, especially in LA, oh my gosh, dude, you can watch people get road rage so fun. I mean, it's I've literally noticed, a show when you drive down the highway. I've myself getting a little bit more tense of a, uh, sometimes. It just depends. I, I'm not. I'm not used to this traffic. I, I was able, yeah. lucky enough to live here six months and not really ever run into traffic. And now mm-hmm. my hours have shifted slightly. And so it's just kind of, yeah. I'm like right in the heat of it. And so I'm just, you know, I'm finding the serenity in most yeah. of the time. <laughs> just keep swimming. You know, just keep swimming. Serenity now. You're gripping the wheel. You're like, just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got you're like stroking your Glock by the time. Yeah. Um, but, but that's the beauty of it too is like my Glock. Our show, dude, potentially we are something someone can pay attention to instead of yeah. their own inner thoughts of like trying to blame traffic for just being traffic because yeah, everyone exactly. decides to live in LA and, and go, there's an energy here. So everyone has attracted themselves here 
and the highway system is not up to par for it. So, right. And we don't have flying cars yet, which is bullshit. Well, 2015, 2015 man. Just oh, wait. It'll happen. It'll be like suddenly tomorrow Toyota's going to come out with a flying car and suddenly yeah. they'll be everywhere. I'm deeply hurt all you major car co- companies out there like that's the one thing we wanted was was some flying cars and <laughs> and you couldn't even do that. Well, it, it's it's just the beginning of 2015. So, who's it to is. say someone doesn't like <laughs> pull the blanket off of something really fancy and shiny and <laughs> Flyable. Yes, exactly. And it looks like a DeLorean. Exactly. Okay, so back sorry, we keep we keep jumping from this, but back to the leaving a party. There leaving are, a party early. I'm sure there are people that listen to these shows that has literally just had their mind blown at some of the things that I've said or thought about or just my my demeanor. Because I don't feel as if I am the way that I the way that I used to be at all. I used to be a very unsure, shy, kept to myself, listened a lot, but very rarely would contribute because I, I guess I didn't necessarily have the most original of my own thoughts. Yeah. I just, I didn't know enough. I hadn't, I hadn't thought enough yeah. about it. I just let things wash over me. And so now that I think and have my own thoughts and opinions on things, I feel like it's a, it's a, it's different than what people are used to. And yeah. The way people react to things like this show, um, whether whether it causes people to just completely change their view of me or mm-hmm. just be like, "Oh, damn, I never would have thought," but this is pretty pretty good. Like, mm. I mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, I used to it's be a school bully. My I mean, fault. I used to really? I used to give out noogies like the CDC gives out bacteria. No and, way. And diseases and stuff. <laughs> no, dude, I was no. Where was your I was a shy oh, guy. That's I was a shame. I was a pacifist. Never been in a fight in my life. I've uh, been shoved into lockers. Ooh. I've been insulted, but I like I've, stuffed uh, in a locker or just like like uh, checked against the glass. Pushed into my locker. Yeah. I had a I had like you know the you know whenever you got assigned the locker that's on the ground. It's oh, like, shit. it's like two two levels. I yeah. got to crouch. Yeah, yeah. I was crouching, tiger, hidden dragon down there, and some guy <laughs> kicked me into the into your locker. Yeah, like inside your inside. Well, I fell into it. My shoulders was it hit open. The side. Let me ask this question. Yeah, was it was it open. open. Yeah, it was yeah. open. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't the Napoleon dynamite like walk <laughs> yeah. by and <laughs> yeah, the yeah. chest thing. No, yeah, it was exactly. like it hit my shoulders. But I got up and dude, I turned around and I remember asking him. I go, wow, why'd you do that? Like, I just he it was him and two other guys. Yeah. And I asked him why he did that. And I don't, I don't know. I just went kind of numb. I don't really remember what happened, but they just walked away. Like they said something to me, but it never, like there was no fight. There yeah. was nothing that happened. Cause I, I just, I was shocked. I'd never been bullied like that. Hmm. I've had people say stuff to me and, yeah. but that was the first time that, that ever had that happen. So back to the bully thing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not a school bully. I, and, and thank goodness. I, yeah. But no, dude, like that's true though. It's like putting these things out. Like, I, you know, I was, you know, talking about like, what should we talk about on these shows and how should we present material? Because we're having these raw conversations about yeah. whatever the hell we want to talk about. I mean, right. really, I mean, we're not here trying to like guide people to this certain understanding of life. Like we are literally, you know, I speak for myself, but I, I feel like you're the same because you're even choosing to have a show with me. Here. I mean, like, right. Yeah, exactly. But it's, we're open-minded about stuff. So we like to talk <laughs> about and we question things and which is, you know, what 
I think anybody on the planet should be doing. And, you know, we were talking about who, like, who are we as humans and what is our humanity here? Yeah. And if it's not to ask questions and always be able to sit in a conversation that may freak you out and then make you ask questions about yourself and why it freaks you out, what else do you have? You know, what else can exhilarate you more than that? I don't know. The, uh, I watched this movie recently, Mm -hmm. um, directed by Michel Gondry. Ooh, I like that name. It's a good name. And he makes some really good movies. He did uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yep. He did uh, Be Kind, Rewind. Mm Mm-hmm. And those are the only two I I know for sure that he's done, except for this one, this third one now that uh, I'm halfway through. It's, uh, what's it called? I wrote it down. Is the Man Who Is Tall Happy? Oh, yeah. And it's a conversation with Noam Chomsky, who... I I literally knew it nothing about like the man. Hey, uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'm gonna do an interview. Later. It's gonna be Matthew McConaughey at eighty. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but I I I mean, it's a conversation with one of the world's most important thinkers. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and so I just thought, you know what, this is something I. But he I'd shouldn't really be. Like to, Everyone should be thinking like him. Uh, you're right. Absolutely right. Um, well, should they? I don't know. Well, if everybody thought like him, the world would not be. <sighs> We'd be what crazy, it is. wouldn't it? Though everyone would have like instead of iPads, we'd have little bitty chalkboards in our hands. Yeah, and uh, whiteboards. Gosh, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, the movie, his interview. But but before that, what? Because something led me to that. Well, we actually never finished the uh, <laughs> the excuse to leave a party early. Oh yeah, but what? Maybe maybe let me explain this. Go for it. Just to finish that that <laughs> subject, and and you'll it'll tie you back. Yeah, well. But like who like who we were talking about work. Like when you're completely focused on work, what else is work? Marriage is work. That's what everybody right. says. Marriage is work. Right. So work is focus. So what is focus? It's a level of how much which we have how much time of you use show. of your well how much. It's like if we put our days into hours, yeah. your focus um, becomes the amount of hours you spend on something. And so if, you know, if all of a sudden you need to leave because you have five kids at home and then somebody else wants to leave early from a party because they just want to go home and write music or they want to go home and type up a, a new story that they started thinking about because they st- were staring out the window at this party, yeah. would one person be, be considered more of an asshole than the other person because like right. in society you go, okay, well, someone has five kids. We can understand they got to go, but well, this is my party and they're leaving my party early and they didn't ask me permission if they could have kids right. to leave early. You know, so shouldn't, shouldn't that <laughs> piss you off as much as me saying, yeah, I'm not going to go back to y'all's house after dinner. Cause I, I'm going to go, you know, do a podcast. I'm going to go work a little bit. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like you and I right now at this moment have so, been lucky enough to surround ourselves with people that seem to be of that ilk. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. We got a lot of people around us that work a lot more than they do much else. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm sorely well, everybody, mistaken. Like everybody out here is, and we've mentioned this on other shows, but it's like people here are here to make stuff. They're here because they're pursuing their passions. Yeah. And yeah, as, oh, well, everyone is just, everyone's a waitress and an actress and everyone's, you know, trying to get the big thing. But that's the thing is like, who are the people out here who believe and actually know what they're doing and are, are encircling themselves, not around emotional people who are constantly unconfident about their own work and tearing each other apart and, and doing, you know, getting in like a, a headspace that continuously pulls you down to the pits. Yeah. 
versus connecting yourself to people who are building their own projects, writing their own stories, trying to do it on their own without yeah. having to wait for, you know, because I mean, it's like if I was waiting for a record deal, I'd be fucked. I'd waiting. be absolutely fucked. But yeah. right now I'm making my living on licensing and other, you know, other things. So it's like, and those other things are drug dealing and, and <laughs> the world just has to understand that. I, I, I fly this, a plane. This is all about I'm what kidding. we're talking about. No, you know, no. This is what has sparked this entire I'm a drug runner. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> that would be ridiculous. And now I would never subject myself to that kind of <laughs> no shit. That's no way. Crazy. I watched Weeds. I don't no. want. I don't yeah. want that shit in my Gosh. real life. That was a great show. By it was the way. a great show. Well oh, done. Thanks for putting that in my soul. Yeah, Little yeah. boxes, man. No, but it's we can know. run that clip. Yeah. yeah. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes all the same. There's a pink one and a green one and a blue one and a yellow one and they're all made out of ticky tacky and they all look just the same. And the people in the houses all went to the university where they were put in boxes and they came out all the same. And there's doctors and lawyers and business executives and they're all made out of ticky-tacky and they all look just the same. <laughs> Which one though? There's so many of those there versions. Like every there are a lot. I I enjoyed. Uh, there was one that was. Uh, I think Fallout Boy did, which oh, nice. was very interesting because mm-hmm. it was the first time I was like, oh, I actually know this band's music and, mm-hmm. and kind of what they're doing. It was it was kind of neat. Do you still listen to Fallout Boy? No, I don't know that I ever really listened to Fallout Boy as as much as there were a there was a song or two that I enjoyed or you know that I thought wasn't all that bad. Is there? Um, I guess, is their name, is it like, are they named after like some sort of nuclear something? So it's like this kid, is that like, are they supposed to represent, like do they have like a mascot in that band? I I do not know. I I know nothing about it other than Pete Wentz. Yeah, I always like try to decipher a band's name like, you know. Yeah, uh, well sure, that's uh, what they want you to do. Death Cab for Cutie. It's like, what the fuck? yeah. You know what the fuck? Five, five for fighting. You know what five for fighting stands for? Is it like a fist? It's actually a hockey penalty. Oh. Five minutes for fighting. Oh shit. Okay. So he decided to name his band Five for Fighting. I, I don't like know. That. I don't know how it relates to him or his music, but it's a it's a curious little tidbit that I you know I do remember because I enjoy his music. Where's the lead singer from? I uh, gosh, if he's from Canada, then I bet you he played hockey, and that's how he kind of either that or Minnesota, or he's a big fan of hockey. He doesn't have to be from Canada. Not everybody he, he who likes hockey be. is from Just, Canada. Yeah, exactly. He could have watched the Mighty Ducks and really enjoyed that movie. It's a very close-minded thought of mine to, well, to say. See, that, that's the thing is, like, I busted it open. You know, it's, our culture kind of shapes shit that'll come out of our mouths, and I because I don't necessarily like. You know what I mean? It's like, well, I mean, cultures. I think what, hockey. I think Canada, but. There's so many, you know, hockey fans that are not from Canada. You know? Oh, absolutely. But it's always the joke, though. It's like, well, you know, because of the great one. Yeah. The great one. Talking about, oh, thought you were going to talk about uh, Kevin Smith in a, in a fat man jersey. <laughs> he still wears that jersey, man. I saw him on Friday. Oh, how was that? It was fun. It was Where'd you see him at? At the uh, Hollywood Improv. 
Mm. Shout out, Hollywood Babylon. Dude, I went there one of the first nights when I moved here. And yeah. uh, I saw Dane Cook. He was like a surprise guy. Kind yeah. Of he was just hanging out. Hell yeah. Who else was there? Oh, Jim Carrey came out? He, no, I'm kidding. Oh, awesome. <laughs> shit. Jim Carrey stand-up right now would be so crazy. Yeah. He would just give, you know, his commencement, commencement speech? Yeah. Dude, we should roll some, like, piece of that clip, because it was so good, man. It but, was very good. You can spend your whole life imagining ghosts, worrying about the pathway to the future, but all there will ever be is what's happening here and the decisions we make in this moment, which are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. What we really want seems impossibly out of reach and ridiculous to expect, so we never dare to ask the universe for it. I'm saying I'm the proof that you can ask the universe for it. My father could have been a great comedian, but he didn't believe that that was possible for him. And so he made a conservative choice. Instead, he got a safe job as an accountant. And when I was 12 years old, he was let go from that safe job. And our family had to do whatever we could to survive. I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. I would sit there and I would go to the Hollywood Improv and pay $20 to just sit and hear someone give out positive words of encouragement. Like if you knew going into like a, a show or something where you were going to be getting just so much crazy information that yeah. was just like make you feel good, you know, oh, yeah. or make you think, you know, I think that's what that Noam Chomsky movie is about, you know, is a man who is tall, happy. Is a man who is tall, happy. I mean, he- is he? I, it just, I don't know. We were talking a lot about, you know, relationships and kind of censoring things. Like we just, you just did the beep beeps, but it's like censoring shit. Well, right? Yeah. I mean, they weren't censor beep beeps. Like, I don't want to like censor myself. Cut point. Well, yeah. yeah but beep beeps. Beep beep. <laughs> it's not, it's not Roadrunner Coyote shit you're, you're trying <laughs> to sneak in here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's paying you? Warner Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Or Looney Tunes. Free advertising. Um, no, but it's, uh, you know, it's like, what was I saying just a second ago? I totally Censorship. Forgot. Censorship. Yeah. Like. We've got all these shows where we talk about certain things, and you know, there's times where I listen to some of the earlier episodes, and I'm like, okay, well, my my perception and opinion has definitely changed. Right. And then, you know, I watched this crazy documentary today about a certain n- news company and the oh, way they've yeah. operated throughout. Yeah. You know, someone actually did a full, almost like a research documentary about the company and how it's operated and it kind of uh rupert murdoch you can kind of yeah i mean see i was that. i was just gonna ask if we could uh mention what the news company was it was fox news it was yeah yeah, yeah. documentary yeah. on fox news yeah. just kind of based on on recent events with uh aziz ansari yeah yeah speaking of comedians so you say he like he like ripped him a new one i mean he, he like he obliterated did. this guy well Rupert Murdoch. He said a really ignorant comment on Twitter, which is funny because I don't. Rupert it's, it's Murdoch hard for, did. Yeah, it's hard for my brain. Like it's it's the amount of fucking money this guy has. Yeah, it is hard. Other than boredom, I guess, because when you have everything, it's like, what else are you doing other than scheming? Right. Um. The, why he would tweet, or if he has someone else that does it right. for him, or if someone hacked his Twitter and tweeted something ignorant on his behalf and now it's just been this kind of I mean I imagine they would have claimed that right off the bat no Oh I don't know maybe I mean if if somebody had hacked in and it wasn't him or his people that 
pulled something like that. I want to I want to try to pull up the the Twitter and I'm going to try to read it in my oldest Rupert Murdoch voice. Nice. But no, it, it's just it it's interesting that watching documentaries like that that just shed some light on okay, here's how this company, this news organization that people are supposed to, people look at it like it's real news. Right. Like they really do. Yeah. But then well, you've got absolutely. someone who cuz it's what's presented as real news. Who are we Here's the thing. Oh, and and this actually kind of relates to Noam Chomsky a little bit. Um, we are not necessarily raised to question anymore. Uh, Noam Chomsky was talking about how schools have become, uh, they've become kind of like water pitchers. You're supposed to, mm-hmm. the everybody's just being filled with the exact same information, the exact same information. Everybody's being very homogenized. Whereas it's supposed to be, knowledge and education is supposed to be like a stream and you're taught to go with the flow of everything and question things and turn around and swim upstream and take different paths and yeah. do all these different things. We're just not encouraged to do that nowadays, which is is a shame because it's a very enlightening thing to realize about yourself. It is. I, it's funny because, you know, I, I feel like a big piece of that and the reason why you know, ultimately it is hard to have certain conversations with people that haven't looked into certain subjects. Yeah. And so they, they get uncomfortable around it and they get fearful or they get angry about it or whatever. It's, you know, you grow up in kind of a shell. We all do. Like when you're in your house growing up as a little kid, you're in that shoebox. So no matter what's going on in the world, your parents come home and then they raise you how they want to raise you based on their perceptions of what they get Right. Outside of those walls. I was a student of Larry and Vivian long before I was ever homeschooled. Absolutely. Yeah. And and dude, they if you think about it, your parents, like your mom, she's got a podcast show, which shout out. She oh, yes. Just, uh, yeah. Let's- shout out. Okay. Yeah. She's uh, just a quick little plug. The sociable homeschooler, TogiNet Radio, I mm-hmm. guess they've got their website. Um, uh, she's doing her... 256th show. Damn. Uh, I think it's this Friday. That's and that's, wow. That's gonna be her signing off for for a little while. She's gonna she give gonna her a hand, dude. That's, take some focus. That's incredible. She's gonna take off and focus on her book, which is um, which is kind of what she's been wanting to do for a long time now. She's got two books actually that she's writing, and she she wants to to really spend some time on it. So she mm-hmm. took the uh, conversation I had with them when I was back in Dallas for the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, did an Earthship radio with the two of them and asked them about homeschooling and why and how and and kind of their, their thought process behind it. Because I, as a kid, I just kind of experienced it. I was yeah. just in it. But they had to orchestrate it. And yeah. I, that's the kind of thing I wanted to know. So we talked about that. Uh, her show, The Sociable Homeschooler, is all about homeschooling. That's that's what she's chosen to to do her podcast That's, that's on. the last tag. We can't say her name again because we, yeah, we can't we'll say the name the of charge. the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. So she took uh, pretty much almost an entirety of this conversation and has like recorded some... That's some, cool you know, tags and some, some personalization to it, but it's essentially going to run a uh, 45 minutes, you know, clip of Earthship radio as her final Man. episode. So well, that's our first, that's some cross pollination. Yeah. Right there. Hell yeah. We're like busy little bees right now. Just, I know. It's bread. Nah, what is that? P- pollen? Pollen. Yeah. Honey. Well, we're not spreading. Honey. Well, spreading no, but honey that's, that's exactly what I was going to say about that was your mom, what she's doing. She's taking time to write a book. Yeah. That's the kind of human being she is. She's right. someone who wants to learn as much as she can from other people, yeah. share what she knows, 
and learn, you know, because when you put your voice out there, especially when you're talking about raising kids, yeah, she's going to get feedback from people who are like, ah, I don't agree with what she's saying about this. And then she'll have to respond to that. And hopefully there's on both sides, yeah. you learn something. And that's how you kind of progress, I think, as society, which is what we're doing with school and books and, but now she's taking this time, but she instilled that in you. And that's yeah. why you're sitting here right now in front of a microphone right. risking the uncensored version of yourself <laughs> that we, you know what I mean? Like we walk around the planet and there's people who know you and who know, you know, they know you in a certain way. Right. They know me in a certain way. And then when we get on the show, they, they would have no clue that, yeah, the veil is off. We're going to talk about whatever we want because, and, and you know. I imagine some of these people might be very uncomfortable if we ask them to be a guest on our show. I can understand within, that. Within 30 seconds of us starting up that main theme song, we are, you know. But that's only the people who are, are afraid of what other people think of them. Well, of them. Yes. Uh, I can agree with that. I don't know that it's something that people actively fear or actively think about. It's just instilled in them that you have to be concerned about this. You have to buy people a Christmas present because they're going to buy you one. Yeah. You have to do this. You have to do that. I, we don't have to do anything. Every single thing that we do is a choice, whether it's a good choice or a bad choice, whether it's a choice that hurts somebody yeah. or a choice that helps somebody, it's still a choice. Dude, I remember hearing, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember where it came from, but this was, this is, all, man, this will stick out in my head for the rest of my life, but it's about friendships. Uh, it's a friend is a privilege we give ourselves. It's nice. a gift we give ourselves. Wait a minute. That's from Nightcrawler. That's it. That's where it came that's from. It. Yeah, I just listened to this actually the other day. Brilliant. I through the shows. It's a brilliant it's from ass line. Did so, we mention that in the Nightcrawler episode? Yes. That has did. stuck with me you since then. You wrote that down, yes. And it's so true because it doesn't, like, from an outside perspective, you can go, okay, if I hear someone say that to me, like, and it's not me saying it, but right. you take it in, you're like, oh, what a dick. Yeah. But then if you go, wait a minute, but everyone who has friends, they are choosing to keep someone around themselves. Yes. And unless, you know, you're being tied up and being forced upon your will, then in that case, they are this, certainly not your friend. And uh, fuck, I <laughs> hope you die. Dot, dot, dot. Shit. Yeah, that's shitty. Um, that should not be happening. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's if, something if that's that we, happening to you and you're listening to this show, please get in touch with us. We're like seriously now getting concerned we'll about this. We'll do something. We'll set up a hotline if we need to. <laughs> 1-800-BIG-BEAR. We, I'm sorry. <laughs> five, it's the five, only five, number we have. <laughs> yes, that's all we got. We Our Google number. Five. <laughs> I wish. No, but it is one of those deals where you kind of, when you think about things in that sense, like you have to, like when, when we grow up going, okay, I, I remember people saying, you have to behave yourself. So what does that mean? Oh, what is being have myself? What is have? What the <laughs> fuck is that? But yeah, I behave yourself. I love that yourself. phrase, Be, uh, being have. Yeah, but it's, you all of a sudden have to take it upon your own responsibility to watch what you do when you go into the store with mom. You can't pick stuff up. You have, to, you have to watch yourself. You know, you have to control yourself, and really. Typically, that's under, their, that's under their supervision and based upon their examples. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not you watching yourself. It's you performing well mm-hmm. for the people who have trained you, quote unquote, trained you. Exactly. Not that I, I think raising and, and teaching True. a child yes. is, is training, but I mean, 
Oh, you, know, you throw a couple treats if here and there. If you're trying to keep your ch- children well behaved, sure, there's got to be certain training. You call it discipline, but I mean, mm-hmm. at a at a certain point, it's definitely not their choice. Other than give them a little five for fighting. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to get punished. That's yeah. if that's a child's only reason to behave. Yeah, uh, that's, exactly. That's not a choice. It's not them behaving. I behave. It's just because a, I know my actions. I control my actions. I choose my own actions. It's shinier enslavement with it some is. benefits like food and you know not having to pay bills and you know, <laughs> and, you know <laughs> maybe a dog. No, but one of the things that oh one of the things that I thought was awesome from you know just back at that Noam Chomsky movie, the movie. Michel Gondry. Yeah, Michel Michel Gondry. Um, is back to the like parents and the way they teach their kids it's it's almost like we're all property of urban industrial societies so we're property of something that someone chose to do i mean it's stamped everywhere made in made in made in we might as well have property of whatever dot 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 society we we believe in stamped on our ass well think i mean it's it's interesting because you know we talk about um i think like just being creative yeah. a lot on the show. And yeah. so, and, and I know I've mentioned it before too about like, okay, uh, Steve Jobs, he created Apple, created the iPhone, iPad, all this shit. And then it inspired all this other right. Um, art. Right. Who uses tools. And so, does he actually own all that art or is it just the tool, like the hammer? Like whoever invented the hammer, do they, yeah. are they owed every, you know? But no, the answer is no, because that's what we do. We, we create something to pass it forward. So when we start compartmentalizing knowledge or something that could essentially be a tool to better humanity, if someone's stopping that tool, such as any sort of technology that could better our living standards and our our environment, things like that, but someone's stopping that, you know, that's kind of saying, okay, now the guy who invented the hammer is coming back to everybody. You know, he's now knocking on everyone's door and demanding his share of their home because it was built with a hammer. And I know that's ev- an extreme, yeah. I, you know, an extreme example of that, but it is, it's kind of true. Like we are these, we're an, ex- we're a product of something someone else created. Like, yeah. um, I was talking to Zia in the Earthship interview who, oh. this will be an episode coming out. Uh, I did this interview on a guy who filmed this little kid. It's called nine year old, uh, discusses the meaning of life. And nice. it's just really inspiring video. It stopped me in my tracks um, of what I was it's doing. on YouTube. Yeah. Look it up. It's Go awesome. Check it out. Nine-year-old kid discusses the meaning of life. Yeah, but I, I was talking to Zia, and we were talking about, um, uh, you know, things happening, you know, where, okay, someone created this industry, and all of a sudden, it affects all these people. So then all these people create life. They get married. They have babies. And it's the very product of something that was created by someone's mind. Yeah. Like, someone creates a corporation that, you know, allows people to... Or not just a corporation, just a, anything. Like you can create a hut a and all of a sudden you're not being rained on anymore. Yeah. You know, you, you better someone's life in any way that you're trying to. Like if the, if the pursuit, like, if I, like what we're doing here, like our pursuit is to, dude, the second we become like some corporate like monster, I don't want to do this anymore. As soon as it's not fun, as soon as it, I feel as if I'm going to work, then I, I don't want to do this anymore either. Or creating a potential negative impact on humanity. You Gosh. know, it's like... Yeah, but but what See, I was gonna I, say I was yeah go oh, for it. Just no, talking no, no. to Zia, we were talking about like every atrocity, every single thing that's happened in history, whether it be right or wrong, it doesn't yeah. matter anymore. We live now, but without all those things, 
we couldn't sit here and, and have that conversation potentially, you know, right, if people, right. when people go and like discover their family trees, you bump into a problem, not a problem, but you bump into the reality of looking through your family tree, you're going to yeah. hit another branch yeah. that was the crux of someone else's choices in their life that was because of something. And then you go down further down that and then you hit another branch yeah. that connects to another piece that connects to... So there's always... find out things about your family tree that you don't want to know. Yeah. You know, you like know? I saw this video with um, Don Cheadle who just discovered that his, his ancestors mm-hmm. were actually slaves owned by <laughs> Native Americans, dude. He didn't even know this. No way. Native Americans in this country had slaves as well. Goodness. Well, not all I imagine... Them. No, maybe not. Probably not all of them, but yeah. the people that could afford them, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you mean, can, why not? Yeah, it was, but he didn't know that. So it was like, hmm. you've got your concept of like, you know, it's white plantation owners having, but it was, it was just a problem all over the world, and it still is a problem. Like enslavement is a problem. People are still thinking it's okay to do these things. Well, right. I mean, we we've gone through the civil rights movement in the '60s, and yet we still had things like Ferguson going on last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily want to get into that, nah. but you know, it's Put my it hands takes up, a bro. long time. <laughs> it uh, I can't breathe, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it takes a long time for for people's minds to change and people have mm-hmm. to decide that they want to change their mind before anything's going to happen no matter yeah. how much information you throw at them. They're not going to see it for what it is until they want to or are ready to. It's, you know. It kind of brings us to that to to earlier what we were talking about. It's like people's minds. Like if you close your mind to something, you are gonna you will find the opposite of what you think, and you're gonna butt up against it in your life. Right. Unless you seclude yourself off, and which most people do is they kind of. That's why you know if you go to like suburba suburbia any town, yeah, they're all pretty much the same. They're very conservative, very safe, <laughs> very timber. Um, usually more money out there bigger houses, things like that. It's people create these zones. It's like creating a Disney world, you know? And ultimately you can't necessarily really get to know your world if that's the world you're living in, really. But you kind of, eventually would have to step out of it. And then, then you're having to ask yourself questions about your current. Well, yeah, I mean. See, that's the curiosity is killed the cat essentially i mean i feel as uh, what noam chomsky chomsky said was true is that it was something along the lines of curiosity leads to knowledge because if you're not willing to question something you're you can't learn anything you have to question in order to learn or else you're just going to accept what your eye tells you you're Mm going to accept what other people tell you you're going to accept you know uh, uh, all these things that might not be true you get to decide if they're true or not dude you just triggered i mean i mean saying that i mean you're you're absolutely right like people like one of the interesting things about that documentary with fox is they were talking about how certain words would be used over and over again within one day just yeah. one day. I believe it. And you would It's all on a teleprompter. And of they, course it it's is. used to literally get people familiar with a certain concept like war on like terror and all that. Remember when the graphics used to start showing up and all yes. of a sudden it became like this like it was its own show. Like yeah. yeah. Like what is this and where is this coming from? But Fox was literally generating all this stuff, but it becomes these um almost these things where people become so confused about what reality is actually happening outside of their own communities. Like yeah. say, you know, if like Boko, is it Boko Haram? I don't know. Boko, 
uh, fucking can't remember how it's, there's all this shit going. There's always something going on somewhere, but you've got someone who's dealing with an issue in, yeah. you know, like the Ferguson thing you were saying. Yeah. All of a sudden you want the whole globe to, to focus in on this one issue. Right. And there's a lot of issues happening on the, on, on this globe, not just one. There are, gosh, could you say billions? Well, I don't issues. know. Issues. I mean, it depends on who you're talking about. Millions? Every, every person has millions? an issue every single day. Exactly. It it's, baffles it, me. But it makes people, you know, like, because I'm an outsider at all that stuff. Like, I would, like, I have no desire to go and pick at something or do it. I don't think those things work anymore. It's literally going, okay, I just don't care about it. Because none of it's like, if you go, okay, uh, for instance, like, if I'm supposed to emotionally get attached to someone's cause, yeah, that's literally, that has nothing to do with me. Like, no one's paying me. I'm right. not, you know, it, it's not bettering my life, you know? I know there's, like, issues where someone's like, well... You're contradicting yourself. If maybe if you you know if you don't come and stand up with all of us, then you know oppression's going to continue on. But it's like, well, you can't necessarily get emotionally charged about something and have an outside perspective of it. Right. When you have an outside perspective of it, that those issues become kind of weird. They become unnatural to the human being almost. They become you know? emotional, uh, emotional issues and emotional reactions uh, because. Like you were saying, if you try and control the outcome of something, you're you're literally going to butt up against it. Mm-hmm. You're going to manifest or create the thing that you fear the most. Yeah, I mean, I know I've done that a time or two. Yeah, um, and and that's what you know. I'm gonna. Cut I mean, dude, I think I, I think it brings us back to again. I love it because we're kind of half the time we just kind of veer and go and wander. But this just brought me back. What you were saying is it brings up the issue of how much are we focusing on that we should be focusing on and how much are we just wasting our energy? It's oh, like, that's what I was going to say. You know, like you only have so many hours in the day and how many hours are you spending thinking about all the tragedies and that are going on around the world, you know, right, Paris, right. Africa, here. I mean, every, it's happening everywhere. Right. And, and what creates those tragedies? What is it that's creating those things? And you kind of have to run up that, that ladder and, and go there. I mean, yeah, but that... Again, that brings but us back to how we're, given, we're kind of given no choice. If we choose to indulge and imbibe in social media or mm-hmm. or television, most entertainment in in many forms or fashions, we are subjugated to. I mean, I remember doing some temp work back when mm-hmm. you remember uh, Trayvon Martin when yeah, that, yep. that kid was shot by George Zimmerman. Yeah, which he just went to jail again. Did he? Yeah. Had no idea. Yeah. Don't really pay attention. But yeah. because of this temp job, for two days I was standing in an office building where they had these TVs on. I heard everything that was going on in this case like five or six times over. Yeah. Literally the exact same reports repeated yeah. over and over and over. And not just rerun. Mm-hmm. They would literally roll the teleprompter again for two hours later, the same fucking broadcast. Yeah. I mean, the exact same things would go on. So... People really have no no chance yeah. if they are going to uh, participate in media the way that quote unquote we're supposed to. Um, there's no way to get away from mm-hmm. from feeling some sort of emotional response based on who you're watching. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're going to react along with everybody else because, I mean, mob mentalities are not a thing of fantasy. Yeah, I mean, it it literally happens. But it's not bad for those of us who choose not to pay attention to anything like that because hmm. because there are I mean, there've got to be there've got to be other things going on. 
So is the zombie apocalypse upon us right now then? I, you are the first person to mention that to me, and it's not necessarily the most out there concept, especially the way that I've, you know, we've talked about things in the past about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, programming. I don't necessarily like that word because mm-hmm. it definitely implies control outside of our own. But mm-hmm. I mean, willing, willing participation in something that is literally droning people. Yeah. I mean, they've made movies about this and it literally is happening. Yeah. It's, it's, it's scary. So zombie in a certain sense, sure. But the difference between, I guess... Apocalypse, we'll see. A, a zombie and a human, though, zombies are uh, usually hopeless. Like, it's a hopeless case for a zombie. And, well, but a human, you know, we have the ability to think and, and, and mm. to jump out of... I, I mean, I, I always say that because I, I know the way I used to perceive the world. And sure. I know this, the, the ideas that I thought were... Um, were, the furthest I could go in my mind, yeah. um, I've gone through my entire life. But I put myself in a box for a good chunk of, of my life yeah. to where once I started running down certain holes of, of information, it kind of makes you realize, oh, it's just inf- everything's information. Yeah. All of it's information. Like no one on this planet, no one alive here knows the actual truth of what is true and what is false other than what's the opposite of love and then how does that affect me? If I operate, like if I'm hanging out with you and I choose not to operate in love, you're going to get that other, you're going to have that other part of me and who the fuck wants to hang out with that guy? Right. I, you know? it will, it will make me I don't even want to hang out with that guy. It will make me feel uncomfortable and oppressed just based on your attitude. You might not mm-hmm. necessarily treat me any differently. But if you're if you don't have love in your heart at that very moment, if you're just pissed off about something, it's going to change the entire demeanor. So imagine if somebody actually cog cognizes cognizes thinks about. I don't know what the proper <laughs> word is for that, but if somebody actually plans out something to, we'll just say not love somebody else. I mean that the endless the the possibilities are endless that if if you're out to hurt somebody or you're out to keep something for yourself and not let somebody else have it yeah it's uh you know people will fight tooth and nail yeah i mean that's one of the most uh i don't know this this kind of subject stuff is like i i love talking about these things because man i i mean we all we all sit in our own thoughts all day. Everyone does. Well, everyone does. I was actually going to bring this up. Sorry to sorry oh, no. to interrupt. You were saying that we all think and we all have our own. We have the ability to and say we have the ability to each other to and ourselves pop ourselves out of this zombie mentality. But man, it is tough. It is very mm-hmm. tough, and you have to have you have to have either something or someone yeah. that's very actively pushing you out yeah. of the muck, and it's it's. Cause man, I would be I would be nowhere without a few yeah. key people in my life and a few key events that I would I would literally still be doing that exact same thing. Yeah. I would not be here. I would you know I my life would be completely different. So I can understand how it is a very daunting task to encourage people to to navigate all yeah. this information and everything that comes at you. I mean, I should question everything that you tell me. 
Well, no, I mean, you present yeah, absolutely. It, you present no, yourself. You should, you should take everything I say as, as solid gold. <laughs> as 100% Chisel truth. it into stone, and then I need you to <laughs> lead a bunch of people over here and rule them. I'm kidding. But wander for 40 years. Yeah, but wander for 40 years. And um, You don't present anything. I, I've learned this about you. You don't present anything that's not well-researched to yourself because, you know, why? Why would you, why would you continue to spread people's opinions or gossip or rumors if nothing is founded there's no point in doing that so yeah. um but in theory i should i should question a lot of what you what you say absolutely but i i don't necessarily think about it that way i think about it more of in a in the sense of i should further educate myself on the things that you're saying well it's like because i like, should uh, have my own thoughts on it if it's something that interests me i should have my own thoughts on whether or not there is a secret space program, what it is that they're For doing. Sure. I mean, it, it's sure the possibility has now entered my consciousness yeah. because you've brought it up and presented it in a way that is plausible in my mind. You know, you've created enough of a curiosity to to spark my interest. But yeah. if I'm a truly responsible consumer of the things that I am fed in this world and and of this life, then I should be looking into it myself. Yeah. Which I'm sure I will at some point. I mean think about like uh think about the internet and how quickly it opened people's minds to actually utilizing it. Like there was a day there was a time where no one used it or even knew what that fucking word was. The internet. Podcast. All that shit. No one knew what it was. And uh oh which I've got a little bit of information about podcasts and where that came from I can share with you. Nice, nice. But um yeah, it's just interesting that there's things that didn't exist and now they exist. And now you can get information about anything. And yeah, you could go, well, who's to say this is truthful or that's truthful? It doesn't matter. None. You, the you almost fact, have to. The mere fact that they both exist means that there are nuggets of truth in both. It has to be, you have to sift through it. It's almost like a, a sponge. If you take in everything, you can kind of, you can let the things that, that resonate with your soul yeah. dictate what you may gravitate in, in call truth, yeah. you know? Cause it's like, if you see enough horrific things happening in Africa on the news, you can sit there and assume all of Africa is just going crazy. But then you go visit Africa and you go to specific parts of Africa and it's great. And everyone, the communities are flourishing. Everyone's to, having a good time. You'd have to go to, yeah. I mean, you'd have to make the effort. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to do that. Well, for sure. But you know, it is one. It is the biggest question, I think, human beings. I mean, like shit. I mean, that whole Zia interview. Yeah. It'll. It'll. You'll hear this kid giving you his thoughts that are completely free flowing about the most insane shit. That man. Everyone, I'm sure, has thought about at some point in their life. Or, oh, yeah. you know, and, and we end up talking about how how as we get older, we end up straying from certain, you know our childlike wonders, you know, yeah. because all of a sudden, you know, we do put ourselves in these little boxes and, and in order to survive in that little box, you become little boxes on the hillside. Yeah. You become reliant on your community. And if your community is judging you, then damn, you're isolated. And if you're isolated, well, I mean, you're, there are stories about people in the Bible. That the get abominable isolated. snowman. I mean, yeah, exactly. Loch Ness monster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is, I was actually speaking to somebody about this earlier today. Like I've referenced vampires in a, in a, you know, in a fantasy joking kind of way. And they said, vampires aren't real. And I just for, for argument's sake, my brain goes to, well, now wait a minute. You 
in order to make that claim, you would have to literally investigate every single person on this earth. Mm-hmm. And then you could only then conclusively say that there are no vampires. Vampires don't exist. But all I'd have to do is show you one vampire. Yeah. And you're instantly Absolutely. wrong. Like that's, you cannot be so close-minded to something that scares you or else you're going to continue to, to, to live in ignorance and live mm-hmm. under somebody else's uh, stream of knowledge. Which, goodness, it doesn't mean that everything that we are consuming is a lie. It does not mean that everything is fed to us with no truth in it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We have to have our own thoughts in order to determine what to us or to the collective us or to humanity is actually real. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never as it's never as dreary as everybody expects it's going to be but it's not it's not going to be fun it's not going to be a well, fun process N- nothing that's worthwhile most of the work has is. been done that's the, that's the beauty of the internet is like but the process in research, I'm talking about is the is the mentality of yeah. it. you know the footwork you're right has been done there's yeah. no reason that people cannot get this information but man, it's like trying to convince a baby that they can walk. Well, I mean, it's also you have to you know get them to to get up. And you have take to behave yourself. It's like uh, you're gonna get hurt. It's like when uh, it's like what you learn as a kid. You have to behave yourself. What we were saying. It's like okay, if I want to quit smoking, I have to fucking quit smoking. I no one to. else For is gonna me. get me to quit. Yes. No one's gonna get me to stop drinking. No yeah. one's gonna get me to lose weight. Right. No one's gonna build my dreams for hey, me. Man, Back you to don't that. need to. You don't need to lose weight. Well, you know, you, but you, you look good. You look good. <laughs> As all the buttons come flying off my shirt. <laughs> yeah, they're my titties. I'm sorry. Uh, I was supposed to wear a bra. <laughs> no, but... <laughs> no, it, it is true, though. It's like, I mean, true, 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 false, true, false. I don't know. But it is, to me, truth is all I have is myself. And yes. The community I can build with, the love that I know, how to put out and the people to connect with me and how, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't know how I've never been through life, never getting beat up or getting in, getting to, I've been definitely, uh, pushed to points where I wanted to get in fights, but I always stop myself, always stop myself. Yeah. And that's, that's self-control, you know, and that, that's something we all have like we that is all possess. we all possess it i mean yeah. that's the if there's anything that we get it's not you know it's like a lot of times you know in in the you know in the in the in the world that we were talking about earlier like where people have a hard time talking about these subjects people who see life as just a certain way mm-hmm. in a box could sit there and go no freedoms you know were given to us by our forefathers and all this blah 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 well yeah well you're still paying taxes and you still owe the bank this much money and you have all yes, these bills I mean, and you know, how is that so you're not free. different how is that any different uh, from what we were doing when england was imposing what taxes is on us? freedom freedom is uninhibited anything knocking on your door so if there's something knocking on your door expecting something from you you're not free no especially if you're connected to it and you feel some sort of obligation to interact with it I mean, it. You're right. We can say that we're free all the time, but the the second somebody else expects something of you that either is not what you would do anyways, or offer anyways, or you know, I I find it hard to juggle time socially, and so I tend to not interact with people socially yeah. unless it's as a group of all the same people and we are literally it's a choice most of the time whenever you or you know Stephen Stacy has something going on it's mm-hmm. a hey this is going on you know 
you're you're invited. It's an invitation rather than a yeah. an expectation. I Absolutely. don't feel like I'm going to let you guys down if I'm like, no, nah, I'm I'm going to call it an early night because mm-hmm. I you know I got to get up or whatever you know. And and nobody has ever made me feel like that yeah. in in the last few years. But man, uh, I definitely one thing I used to hate about growing up and and there were certain periods of my life growing up when I started to you know, try and find my group of friends, the people I'd hang out with. I would hang out with uh, a group of people that would always do kind of the checkup calls, you know, if they haven't seen me in a couple of days or weeks or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, hey, we're just uh, we're just seeing how you're doing. You, you doing all right? Making sure you're not dead. You know, it's, uh, which, fine, uh, that's fine. But, you know, <laughs> at a, it just kind of, it fostered um, an imposed sense of, of guilt, yeah, you know, within myself, which yeah. I I realize now that I I don't didn't have to feel, and I I now definitely feel like I don't I don't let myself feel that way because there's no reason for me to. Yeah, but it's like it. it but what's funny is like the weight of the guilt is just. I mean, it's not the fact that on both sides, the same amount of time passed be- before anyone made contact. It's the fact that someone hit the button first. Yes, exactly. And that's not real. Like if you feel something for someone. And you feel like calling them, call them. If you don't, don't fucking call them. You don't have to do anything. You're right. Nobody is going to force our hand to do anything we don't want to do. It's a choice of ours to stand up for something. And it doesn't have to be... <clears throat> standing up for something doesn't always have to be a, a, an oppressive, like fighting against an oppressor mm-hmm. type of thing. It's just taking a taking a different road. Yeah. You know, if if... If you're given a promotion at a job and it's not at all in the direction that you want to go with your career path or with mm-hmm. your job or with your life, if you just go along with it, you've got nobody to blame but yourself. Yeah. But if you decide to take a stand for for what it is that you're wanting to do, all you have to do is have a conversation and chances are people are going to appreciate that more than you just fucking half-assing and, and not giving a shit about a, a career for 30 years yeah. at this one company pushing papers, you know? I mean, why would you do that to yourself? That and chances are, too, man. Like, a lot of people are wanting to have those conversations because it's like, I mean, we we all do have a choice. Like, I have a choice to, you know, be nice to someone or, yeah. you know, be rude to someone. We all have that choice. And to choose who do I want to be, I choose the more positive if I can. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that there's not times where, yeah, someone cuts you off and for a split second, you're fucking mad, you know, because it's just not even real. You know, it's like, whoa, you know, we have the ability to create that. So to me, it's like, man, I read, I mean, I read this a long time ago, but uh, whenever I witness something about myself, like when I hear one of the episodes we did and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have that opinion anymore and blah, 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 blah. It makes me grateful to go, wow, I can recognize something about something I said that I no longer believe in because maybe I read something two or three days later or whatever. You know, it's ever changing. It draws attention to your present self. And if things have changed, it kind of solidifies those changes, which is which is why I'm glad to be doing high dare at this at this moment, this way, kind of not necessarily an entirely structured show. You know, we've got we've got an idea of the things that we're talking about, and we just kind of steer our conversation. Just we we try and keep things on track, but we just let the conversation flow, whichever way it's going to flow. Yeah. Um. And and that's what I love. That's what I like about you know all the shows we've got going on right now. Man, we are uh, 
We are all growing flowers in an infinite field of everything. Of, of manure and, uh, and yeah. fertilizer. Yeah. Real quick before we go, we should shout out a couple of people. We've had, oh, some, yeah. we've had some interaction. Oh, with some by other the way, yeah. Later. Speaking of shout outs, thanks, Ian. What a dick. I'm wearing <laughs> my amazing New Hope uh, Star Wars shirt. Dun, da, da. Joe just ripped his coat open yeah. and he's like showing this uh, t-shirt in all its glory. Yeah, yes, you see that shit? Yes, look at that. Shaking my titties. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. It's like Luke Skywalker. He's like fucking, <laughs> yeah. he's experiencing an earthquake <laughs> on his chest. You know? So thank shout out to uh, Zillion Mall. Thank you for sending that to me and nice. to By Way of Jordan Scherer from Bad Reception. What Bad a badass. Reception podcast. Go check them out because uh, he followed through. You you might uh, you might recognize a, an advertisement. I was starting to question Jordan. I was thinking you weren't going to send my. I wasn't going to get my shirt. I was starting to. But you, but you can't I'm blame kidding. that on him because that's no. Not, I know, you know it had nothing you, to do with him. There's a third party company. I know. There. I know. Plus, it was the holidays, so it was. But it I'm was. wearing it. Everybody's really. I'm really wearing busy. it proudly, and I, I've got my. Uh, no, but thanks again. Um, and also shout out to Quadcast. They mm. uh, they gave us a. Uh, pretty good review on iTunes. And, oh, thanks, you know, Quadcast. To listen to a few of their episodes. So uh, check them out. Yeah, absolutely. You guys are uh, sexy mother effers. Can I just say that? Is that sexy weird? Sexy mother effers. No, that's okay. I think it's a an appropriate an appropriate uh, term. No, but seriously, man, a lot of cool people we've been interacting with this week. Seriously, uh, it's been pretty insane. Yeah, thank yeah, yeah, you. It has been. Um, hopefully, we'll continue to attract more and more of this yeah. kind of stuff as time goes on. Absolutely. Oh, well, yeah. And if you we have to. It, it, well, we can't guess, not. We can't not. No, seriously. I mean, like, with what we're doing, there's no way. I mean, we we are on the correct path for what it is that we're doing because we're we're doing the things that feel right. And the minute they don't feel right anymore, I think that... We're asking questions. We are. We're asking questions. Why does this not feel right anymore? So we, yeah. uh, you know, I think we're we're in the perfect spot. And just know that uh, no matter what we talk about, our opinions are just opinions, and they don't mean really jack shit other than... Uh, it's like whose line is it anyway? Other than everything, and you need to take them, and like I said to Ian earlier, you need to chisel them into snow. And, or not into snow, I guess. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. uh, chisel, chisel them into, into snow, snow. Yeah, with, my, with my urine. <laughs> that is the better... Yeah, exactly. I would I would chug a gallon of water and Piss then... Piss anything just, I've yeah. ever said into oh, snow, and then... <laughs> Wait for the spring because it's going to be gone. It looked like that Michel Gondry uh, oh, movie because he has the oh, his so handwriting good. and stuff like that. Go check that out. Uh, is the man who is tall happy? Mm. It's on Netflix. That is the ultimate question. Man. So we're going to end this show with a plug, I suppose. Yep. We just did. I mean, we just yeah, we, we, we plugged everybody. Hey, we everybody. Plugged. We've officially sold out here on High Dare. We have. That's that's <laughs> that. Now we're all embarrassed. We are. We're holding our hat in our hand yeah. and uh, covering our genitals because we're not we're not clothed anymore. We are that ashamed we of are, ourselves. We uh, are. Hi underscore dare uh, on Twitter. <laughs> Just keep going. And uh, for this week on High Dare, for this week on High Dare, I'm Ian. And I'm Joe. And uh, keep your mind open at all times. We, we gotta, gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at high underscore dare. And be sure to check us out online at intertheelftree.com for all you old school dot comers. <laughs> 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 <laughs>